Hello, and welcome to the Made to Lead podcast, a show where we tell the personal and professional stories of amazing people of African descent who are leading in their own way. I'm your host, Aziz Garuba, and on each episode, I interview a dynamic individual and discuss their achievements, challenges, dreams, and aspirations, and the lessons they've learned along the way. These candid conversations are meant to showcase their superb talents and leadership philosophies with the hope that inspires you, because you were also made to lead. If you're listening for the first time, I encourage you to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Made to Lead Show. Also visit our website, madetolead.co, for more information about each episode. Okay, on today's show, we've got Walter Ajogbo, who has been in the banking industry for 10 years. He's currently a relationship manager uh, for commercial banking at BMO Bank of Montreal. Uh, Walter has been with BMO for four years and in that time has been a recipient of BMO's coveted Conference of the Star Awards for both 2018 and 2019. Uh, the award recognizes the top commercial bankers in Canada, uh, and Walter utilizes his extensive lending and financial management experience and works with clients in a variety of industries uh, while learning about the intricacies of operating in those industries. So prior to, to BMO, our, uh, Walter worked uh, for RBC, uh, the Royal Bank of Canada, in their small business banking group, as, as well as TD Canada Trust in their personal banking group. So he's got a lot of experience in, in financial services. Uh, outside of work, Walter enjoys volunteering and giving back, and he's pa- particularly passionate about social causes. Um, he previously sat on the board for United Way, Westman Immigrant Services, and was a very active member of Rotary International prior to his uh, relocation uh, to, to Winnipeg. So Walter graduated from Brandon University in Manitoba with a bachelor's degree in finance and, and minoring in economics. And while he was at university, he played an active role in, in international students uh, uh, the, as an international students commissioner uh, for Brandon University Students Union. So, Walter, we're very happy to have you on the show. Thanks for for taking the time to join us today. And uh, yeah, looking forward to a great conversation. Thank you for having me, Aziz. So, so let's kick things off uh, to talk about uh, your you know your personal story. You know, what what was it like being you as a kid growing up? Um, and how did you navigate uh, your university education before getting into a, a career in financial services? For sure. So uh, we can we can start from the very beginning. <laughs> so uh, growing up, I, I grew up in a family where uh, my parents were both uh, diplomats and uh, they were also very active in the church. Uh, so growing up in, in that type of uh, environment, um, it really created the foundation that I needed to, to kind of strive in life. And some, it set some of the goals that I had to, um, you know, work towards my entire life. Um, so, of course, growing up, you know, we lived in a number of different countries, um, you know, born and raised. I was born in Nigeria. Uh, we then uh, moved to Benin Republic, uh, lived there for a few years, lived in Cameroon for a few years. Um, and then eventually we relocated to Ottawa, Canada, uh, which is interestingly enough where we met. Yes, um, <laughs> and, that's true. Uh, Ottawa was a, a beautiful city. Um, it was perfect for um, you know growing up in a high school environment because there was a lot of uh, Nigerians in Ottawa at the time. So we had a very strong community there. Uh, we also had a very strong 
um, church community. Uh, so, of course, you know, growing up, you know, you were surrounded by friends, by family. Um, there was a lot of people around you that were able to motivate you, um, that were able to set the perfect examples for you to kind of look up to. Um, and, you know, I, I stayed in Ottawa for a little bit. You know, I started university at Carleton University. Um, and then at some point, um, I wanted to change the scenery. You know, I, I, um, I had been living in Ottawa at the point for about six or seven years. Um, and I, I wanted to see what else was out there. Um, and then interestingly enough, I had a family friend living in Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, for those of you that don't know where Brandon is, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, two hours outside Winnipeg, Manitoba. And for those of you that don't know where Winnipeg is, it is <laughs> <laughs> west of Toronto. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's like um, a two hour so, uh, flight from Toronto. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I uh, moved to Brandon, Manitoba, uh, where I went to Brandon University. And of course, I took business there. Um, and one thing I really liked about Brandon was it was still a very uh, young community, right? So you had a lot of uh, really close relationships with a lot of people that live there. Um, you know, I was very active in church. I was very active at school. Um, and it really gave me the great environment that I needed to be successful um, at school. Um, and then what, while I was in school, um, initially my plan wasn't to end up in banking. You know, if you told me, you know, a few years from now, you're going to be in banking, I never would have thought it. Um, I happened to be working at uh, TD Canada Trust. Uh, that's where I started my banking career, um, just as a, a customer service representative. Um, at the time, I just needed a job during the summer, you know, something to fill your time up with. Um, ended up being something that I actually really enjoyed. Uh, and of course, fast forward 10 years later, I'm, uh, I'm still in banking. Uh, so it was a, definitely a great um, experience, um, something that wasn't planned. You could almost say I stumbled upon it um, and I had to kind of make my way through it, um, you know, spending a lot of time just learning the banking industry. Uh, and the one thing that I think really connected me to banking was I loved helping people, right? When you, when you look at banking, you look at finance, you're really um, almost like a counselor for people. You're helping them with life's decisions. You're, you're advising them on how to protect their money, protect their wealth. Um, and and you're, you're, you're helping them plan for the future with their families. So um, that part really attracted me towards banking. Right. Um, and, and I absolutely loved it. It's, it's been an interesting journey, one I never thought I'd be on, um, but I have absolutely no regrets. Brilliant. And so you, you grew up as, as the son of a diplomat and a diplomatic family. How did you find the moving around? Um, and then, you know, even you know, navigating the, the different cultures, the different environments, um, did you ever have conflicts of, of identity uh, because of the fact that, you know, you had to move from one country to another, probably, you know, start friendships and then leave those friend friendships and then uh, and especially because you were a young kid during these moves how, what was that like for you it was it was interesting um <laughs> i'm gonna use that word just yeah. because um I, I guess growing up you don't really fully understand it right you're i guess you're in your teens and you're you're packing up and you're moving again um you don't really grasp what's actually happening right um but one thing it does is it teaches you um, perseverance, right? It actually makes you value relationships even more. That's the way I, I look at it. Um, one of the biggest things that I learned through that was, you know, you'd move to a country, you'd spend 
four years there, you'd you'd get to know a lot of people, um, and then all of a sudden you're up and you're off to the next country. Uh, but what that did for you was it now created the opportunity for you to have um, family everywhere, yeah. right? And it, it taught you the importance of maintaining relationships, mm-hmm. right? Just because you live in a country that I don't live in doesn't have any effect on the relationship that we have, right? If you actually do value that relationship, you'll take it more seriously. It'll make you even stronger. Um, so I think that's one thing I learned out of all that is um, the value of relationships, you know? And and I enjoyed moving. Like, really, um, I, I say to a lot of people that I'm, I'm a nomad, right? Because, uh, <laughs> because one thing this prepared me for was, um, you know, whenever there's an opportunity in life for you to to upgrade yourself or to move somewhere, um, you you look more towards the excitement of it versus uh, the unknowns, right? Because I know there's a lot of people that they're born um, in the same place, they go to school in the same place, they get married, they work their entire lives, and they die in the same place. Mm. That is not me. That sounds so boring. <laughs> it sounds so, so boring. Yeah. I, 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 you have one life to live. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to see because that's the only way you learn. You learn from people's cultures. Uh, you learn about their languages. Um, you learn about everything that they have to present. Um, in terms of the question you asked um, about <laughs> having a split identity, yeah. it's, it's very interesting because you, you, you technically do. You're, you're two different people, right? You're who you are when you're, say, back home and you're expected to act a certain way. And then you're who you are when you're out, right? And it, it's, it creates this, um, it's, it's, it's almost hard to put into context, but it creates this person that becomes almost two different people. Right. And you have different struggles that you have to face. Um, But I have a lot of respect for people that are in that situation. Yeah. Or that have experienced something like that. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's good. And and you you mentioned something about, you know, the 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 main advantage that for you was just that ability to build and maintain relationships. Um, how do you feel that skill has helped you in your banking career? Because you're, you're in commercial banking, and, and it, it really is all about the relationship with your clients. Um, so how do you feel that that, that skill that you learned uh, being you know, a diplomat's kid uh, has translated into your professional career as a banker? The biggest thing it's, it's helped me with is um, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, right? Yeah. Um, really understanding what makes them tick. Right. What makes them respond to certain things a certain way? Um, because really you are um, uh, at the end product of your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, being put in that, um, I guess you could call it being put in that um, space, it really makes you understand someone else's story. Right. right? Um, I grew up uh, living different lives and meeting different people and then understanding different things about them. And because of that, it's really helped me with my clients, right? It's the same way. It's just, you know, what is, what makes you tick? What is your why, you know, and how can we work together? And once you have those basic foundations, um, you're pretty much set for everything else. You can have a, a really valuable relationship. Fantastic. Fantastic. So in, in your, let's, let's pivot to your, your career, right? You, 
you've been in banking for for 10 years uh you stumbled into it uh you know as a customer service rep and now you're a seasoned commercial banker uh what was what has that journey been like and you know you're at the point where yeah you've you've won awards you know particularly the the most prestigious one uh at at BMO uh being able to to go on uh uh on on a on a major conference uh, uh for all of the award winners how has that uh how has your career shaped up to to this point so we'll start from the beginning uh so of course starting off as a customer service representative um, you're really just learning the, the, the very basics of banking. Um, so of course doing that, um, I, I love, um, what I was doing, but it wasn't so much a career, right? I wanted something that was going to challenge me. And that's one thing that's been my driving force is I'm always looking for the next challenge, right? Uh, so I did that while I was in school. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to be offered the job prior to graduating, um, so then, of course, when I graduated, I became a financial service representative. But my story was interesting in that, you know, at the time, the current uh, location that I worked at, um, they had uh, almost like a mass exodus where they had about like 10 or 12 people leave. And, you know, I was hired on as a financial service representative. But from day one, I was pretty much doing the job of a financial advisor, which was kind of like the next step up. Okay. Right. Okay. So. So because that happened, um, it actually gave me the opportunity to grow and to learn. And I can't tell you, I was, I was scared at the time. You know, I'd never done this before. And now I was expected to do the job of someone who's supposed to be experienced and, and well-seasoned, right? So, and you um, had just like graduated. <laughs> exactly. Ex and I just graduated, exactly. But nice. like I said, I'm always up for a challenge. Um, so I did the job uh, for about a year, and I did it so well that – um, within that year, I got a promotion to be a financial advisor. Um, so, cause my, my manager sat me down and he's like, you know what? Um, he's like, you're pretty much doing the job of a financial advisor, but just not getting the pay. So he's <laughs> like, we need to fix this. Very right. Good. So, so I got the promotion and then I did the financial advisor role for probably about another six months or so. Uh, but at that time I wasn't really challenged anymore. You know, I'd, I'd be doing the job already. Um, I could do it in my sleep. So I wanted something else that was going to be challenging to me. Um, but because I was living in Brandon, uh, Brandon's so small that if you want to move up, you either have to wait for someone to retire or or pass away, right? It's it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, um, or you, you go to a different uh, financial institution. Yeah. Uh, so at the time, um, RBC was actually um, looking for a business advisor. Uh, and what I did was, I, I took things into my own hands, right? I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do next and I know what I need to do. So normally they put on a, like a networking event for brand new students that are looking to get into the industry um, as interns. Uh, so what did I do? I got dressed up and I showed up because I just had to get in front of their management team, nice. right? So I showed up, uh, they already knew me. They knew, they knew I was a financial advisor at TD. <laughs> so they kind of asked, like, are you, are you lost? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I came to talk to whoever's hiring for your business advisor role. And, uh, you know, the manager pulled me aside and he was very impressed. He's like, first of all, this event wasn't even for that, but you showed up. So that's impressive. Uh, so we sat down, we talked for a little bit. And I kid you not, Aziz, in two weeks, I was working at RBC as a business advisor. Um, and then I did that role for almost two years. 
Um, and then at that time, you know, same thing again, I needed another challenge. Um, and RBC, unfortunately, didn't have uh, the commercial role that I was looking to get into. Um, so that's how my journey began at BMO. Um, I reached out and, you know, um, I had the opportunity to be interviewed. And a week later, I got a call and I was offered the role. And it, it was very interesting because I was I was very nervous, right? This was something that I wanted to do, but I didn't know if I was ready for it. Right. And you just, you're, you're at that point where you just have to, you know, if you don't know how to do it, you just have to learn, yeah. right? You pick up the slack and you go. And I was this young, excitable uh, <laughs> commercial banker, I guess you could call it. Um, and I showed up and I gave it my all. I absolutely did. And, you know, fast forward now a few years, um, I've been fortunate enough to win some awards. Um, so it just goes to show that if you really want something, just go for it. Yeah. You know, what What are you doing to get it for yourself? If you're not doing anything, you can't complain that you don't have it. Very, very good lesson. Like, just go for it and don't complain if you're not doing the work. No, that's amazing. And on, on your journey, right, both in, in life uh, and in your career in banking, were there any roadblocks that you experienced? Um, and how, how did you navigate them or overcome them? Roadblocks, for sure. A um, couple of roadblocks that I experienced um, in, of course, personal life, banking. Um, one would have been, I think, a major one would have been a lack of representation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be a recurring theme where, you know, you show up to a bank and you look at everyone working there, and there's nobody that looks like you, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's nobody that you could potentially aspire to um, to follow. Um, so that was one thing that I found when I started my career initially is that, you know, in the, in the senior roles or any of the roles that I would have liked to, you know, to pursue, I didn't have anybody to look up to, mm-hmm. right? So it almost makes you question yourself, like, you know, can I actually do this role? Uh, because it doesn't seem like there's anybody that looks like me that's doing this role. Right. Um, but then you also have to think to yourself, what if you become that person? So now you don't give other people something to look up to, right? And and that became, for me, it be, you have to pretty much turn a roadblock into an opportunity, yeah. you know? Um, and that's that's one thing that I did. I didn't see that representation. So I had to create that representation, uh, not just for myself, but for others. Um, another big thing in terms of roadblocks um, while we're on the subject is I find um, you have to take your own career advancement into your own hands. Yeah. Right. That, that's very true. Um, I, I find there's, you know, there's, there's managers out there that they'd want you to do a role for a certain amount of time before considering the next role. But that doesn't work for everybody because there's certain people that learn faster. There's certain people that learn slower. So you have to be very proactive. You know, if you feel like you've you've done a role, you've learned everything you can, and you're ready for that next step, you have to take it into your own hands, right? I remember when I left RBC, I had a manager at the time, and he said to me, he's like, you're not ready for a commercial. He's like, I need another four years out of you um, for you to be really ready. Wow. But look at me now, right? Wow. Um, I, I took that rather than taking it as a negative comment, I took it as motivation. I'm like, okay, you don't think I'm ready? I'm going to prove it to you. And fast forward four years, meaning commercial banking. I love it. I feel like it gives me the proper challenge that I'm looking for. 
and I'm successful at it, right? So you really have to ensure you're not listening to everybody, right? If you want something, you go get it. Phenomenal, phenomenal. In terms of people that you admire, you know, because on, on this journey, you know, you probably, all, you know, ran into interesting people that have influenced you, uh, whether it's mentors or leaders, um, who are they in your life right now? And, you know, what, what, why are they influential in your life? What lessons have you learned from them? For sure. Um, I, I think number one, like my number one leader would have to be my dad. <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to give dad props for this one. Um, and you've, you've, you've met my dad, so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you can understand yeah. why. He's an amazing um, human the re- being. The reason I put him as number one is just because, um, right from, you know, when I was a kid, um, up until now and every single day, my dad has been the most selfless person, right? He always puts other people before himself. And that taught me a lot of lessons because we, you know, we live in a world where it's, it's very selfish. It's very me, me, me. Um, but once you learn to put other people ahead of you, um, you learn that we're all better, you know, when we have that type of mindset. So I definitely love that about him. I love that he was a leader. He like, he was, a, he, and he is, he still is. He's a, he's a leader. He's a visionary. Um, he motivates people. You know, I've, I've been in a room where my dad was talking to a crowd and I could feel the energy, yeah. you know, I could, I could feel like the context and people taking everything he says seriously. And I could feel the change that he was impacting in their lives. And for me, it was just, it was riveting growing up in and experiencing this because you really can change people. You really can motivate people. Um, if you do care about them and you do take them seriously. Um, and, and there's so many other lessons that I've learned from him, you know, the whole attitude of, of going for what you want and the whole attitude of being humble. Um, that the, the most, imp- I would say probably not the most important lesson, but one of the main lessons that I learned from my dad, I remember there was a time where I had two decisions, right? Um, but I had to pick one. So I called my dad. Um, and just to give you a little bit of a context here, um, this was when I was done school. Um, I had the option of going into banking or I had the option of going to a different career. So I called my dad at the time and I was like, listen, this other career is offering me a little bit more money. Uh, banking, not a lot of money right now. And one thing my dad said to me, and he always references the Bible, which is one thing I loved. Um, you know, he said, you know, do not despise the days of humble beginnings right and that that hit me right in the core right because sometimes you want to start from the top um but you don't want to work to the top right uh, it's it and it's very reflective of the society we live in right now you have kids that get out of university and you know they want to be driving a porsche and they want you know all the rewards of somebody that's worked for a very long time but what have you done to deserve that Right. And that's the lesson in that it's starting from the bottom. Um, that's a Drake reference, but yeah, <laughs> starting from the bottom and then working your way up, okay. you know, and, and just like, just the humility um, that comes from putting in that work. Yeah. Right. It makes that reward even more so rewarding when you actually do get it right. Because you've put in all the effort that you needed to, uh, to get to that point. And more importantly is the lessons that you learn along the way. 
right? You can get to the end, but if you missed the entire process, did you really take anything away from that? That, that that's that's actually very a very important lesson because a lot of us sometimes want to as you said skip to the end you know but you don't you miss out on the character building uh defining lessons that you learn by going through process um, absolutely you're more believable you're more confident when you've experienced something than when you've just been told about it and you know you you've skipped to the quote-unquote leadership uh, portion. Um, so, so yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a really important lesson uh, that, that people need to learn and imbibe. Um, I'm going to pivot to, to the concept of, of mentorship because they're, they're leaders like your dad that have influenced you uh, as well. They've defined your philosophy. They've defined the way you look at life, but there are also people that have mentored you along the way. Um, who were those in your life? And also the reverse of that, how have you been able to mentor others uh, as you mentioned, you you said that you wanted you decided to create representation uh, where you saw none. Have you been able to mentor others as a result of that opportunity that you've 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 been given? For sure. Uh, so, in terms of mentorship, um, one thing that I like about the subject is we now live in a world where you can have any mentor, mm-hmm. right? You have access to absolutely everybody. Uh, you look at um, some of the mentorship that you get from you know, watching YouTube videos, you know, um, that's one thing I, I really like. So um, I have a lot of mentors, really. There's there's one thing I like about one person and something else and someone else. And I just pick all these little things and make it my own. Right. So um, but in terms of someone who's more direct, um, I've had a few um you know, people that I looked up to, um, and I'd even, I'll throw you in there as well. <laughs> and, and the reason being, and I have to give you a shout out. I really do. Uh, is be, I mean, how many times did I reach out to you, uh, when I had a career question yeah. or some type of career decision to make? And, you know, you were that other person that was in finance, that was doing all the right things and checking off all the right boxes that I could always just reach out to and say, Hey, you know, if you were in my shoes, what would you do and why would you do that? Um, You know, so very appreciative for all the mentors out there. Um, And what I've done personally for myself is I'm always reaching out to, um, to friends, to family, um, to coworkers that are reaching, that are just starting that journey. Right. Um, Because if I can help you skip a step or two or miss some mistakes along the way, then I'm doing the right thing. Right. And I'm doing what's required. Um, and to be to be even more specific, for example, um, I've had a few coworkers that, you know, started off in banking, didn't know what routes to take. Right. And I kind of sat them down and, and you walk them through the process. Like, what is your end goal? What are you trying to achieve here? What are your timelines? Because you have to set all these things in place. You know, you can't just wake up in the morning and say, hey, we'll just figure it out as we go. Right. You have to have a plan. Um, and there's been so many people that have reached out to me um, that I've I've just flat out told them the honest truth, you know, or told them what I would have done if I was in their situation. Um, and I'll share an interesting story with you. Um, I remember the last time I was in Nigeria, um, we we're visiting a family friend and my friend's mom. She pulls me aside and she's like, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So so we get talking and then she mentions to me, she's like, you probably don't hear this enough, but I want to tell you, thank you. Hmm. And I was, I was taken back. I was like, what are you thanking me for? I didn't do anything. Yeah. And she's like, you set 
an example for so many people, but you don't even know it, right? She's like, there's so many people that talk about you, that look up to you for things that you're just, you know, you wake up on a normal day and you think you're just doing the, the, the bare minimum or status quo, right? But it actually goes a long way. And that was probably a turning point in my life where it now it, it finally hit me that, you know, this thing is bigger than you. Right. 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 Um, it's not just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm doing these things for my own personal benefits. No, you're you're really doing it for other people's benefits. Right. And then once I understood that concept of it's bigger than you, it, it changed my mindset completely. Right. When you're putting in effort, you're not just putting it in for yourself. You're putting it in for everybody else. Right. So yeah, that's, I guess that's my, uh, my comment on, on mentoring and mentorship and, and some of the lessons that I've learned. Good. Cool. So, um, are there any moments where you've failed and, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, made a mistake, but things that you might consider that, oh, I failed at this. And and what did you, what, what did you learn from that? How, how did that help you rebound and, and push forward and, and, uh, learn an important lesson from it? To be honest with you, um, there's a lot of moments where I felt like I failed, right? Um, and the reason being is if you want to be successful, you have to be willing to make mistakes, right? You have to be willing to fail. If you, if you do not want to fail and you're tiptoeing around life, you're not going to be as successful as you think you'll be, right? If you look at success and failure, they're hand in hand, right? A lot of people that are successful, they became successful from failing, right? It's, it's almost like a trial and error type of thing. Um, I remember probably one of the biggest moments that I felt like, you know, I had failed, quote unquote, was um, I was working at TD at the time. Um, and I had a couple other jobs that I was also doing, of course, being a student. Um, you know, you, you work as many jobs as you can. Um, and because I was working, I think at the time I was working three jobs. Um, so because I was working three jobs, it was a lot on my plate, right? So um, I started to drop the ball a little bit at work at TD um, to the point where like, you know, I worked late for another job and then I slept in <laughs> when I was supposed to be at work. And, you know, so so my manager had a talk with me and, you know, he's like, I'm going to give you a warning. Um, and I took it seriously. Like, I, yeah. and looking back now, it probably wasn't even that serious, but like, you know, for me, it was the first warning I'd ever gotten. What did it mean? You know, was, I was like, Oh man, I might get fired. And I, I got stressed and everything. But um, the lesson that I learned in that was, you know, yes, it, it was nice that I was trying to do all these things at the same time, but I needed to figure out what was more important. Right. Banking was a career for me. Whereas the other jobs were just a paycheck, yeah, you know, yeah. So I had to, I had to, in essence, realign my priorities. And to be honest with you, I think since that moment, um, I haven't been in that situation again. Hmm. You know, it's it, it, it really just taught me. You know, you need to be serious at what you're doing, and you need to give it more than a hundred percent. Yeah, and and focus on on what matters, the area, and what matters, matters. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so uh, a final question, uh, what would you say is your current leadership philosophy? Um, you know, I think I've, <laughs> I've probably touched on them a few, a uh, few times here while I've been speaking, but um, 
in terms of leadership philosophies, um, I'd probably say number one is, you know, um, understanding that it's bigger than you, right? Um, once you have that type of a mindset, you you tend to put others ahead of you, right? You tend to become selfless in in your in your pursuit in whatever you do, um, and you know that there is a bigger reason that you're doing this. Right. Um, and also learning once you learn to put other people first, God will put you first in everything you do, right? And of course, celebrating humble beginnings. Yeah. That is <laughs> that is that is that is one thing that stuck with me. For me, it's it's taking the step back to appreciate the little things, yeah. right? I find I find we don't celebrate um, small victories enough, right? We always want it to be this massive, quantifiable, like you know, feat that we took. No, you you should really celebrate every single step of the process because that's what's going to make that entire journey, right? If you remove one step out of that process, then your journey's incomplete, yeah. right? So it's just learning along the way and appreciating everything along the way. Phenomenal. Um, I guess this is will be my last question, actually. Um, <laughs> what's next for you in your career? In my career, um, I'm at the point now where I'm looking into two different um, paths. Uh, potentially, um, I would love to work in corporate finance. Um, I've always uh, enjoyed working with companies, and it'd be it'd be nice to take it to a, to the next level, right. um, where you work with multinational companies that are you know you're handling major accounts and and major transactions. Um, I I just I love complexity. I love uh, the knowledge you get from that. I love the networking. I love the relationships that you get to build. Um, so that would be something that I'd be very interested in. Uh, something else that I've been um, considering as well would be something in leadership. Um, you know, I've always wanted to, in some way, be a leader, yeah. um, to inspire action, to inspire thought, uh, to inspire decision, right? So um, I think with the amount of years I've had in banking, uh, maybe a few more, um, it'd be something I'd be very interested in, definitely. Good. And we have no doubt that that you'll get there because you're, yeah, definitely made to lead for sure. Um, cool. Uh, thanks for, for the conversation. Uh, before we wrap up, we're just going to go through a rapid fire session. Um, so I'm just going to ask you about five quick questions and you're going to give me your best answers to, to all of them. Okay. Uh, so okay. the first one, uh, what's a book that you're currently reading? Uh, one I'm starting, I guess it's a reread. It's uh, The Purpose Driven Life. Nice. Uh, what would you say is your favorite productivity hack or tool? Waking up early. I love, love, love waking up early. Okay. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, um, you know, it's almost like a, I, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like a, like a drug. You, know, yeah. you wake up in the morning, um, you start work at, I don't know, five or whatever. And by the time it's like nine or ten, you've literally already crushed for the day yeah. you know so i i just and i have a heightened productivity so yeah so that'd be my hack wake Good. up early and work hard nice. <laughs> so what's your favorite place to escape to favorite place to escape to the gym probably okay. <laughs> Good. and who would you say is your biggest cheerleader or supporter my family 100 nice. my family excellent <laughs> And the last one, uh, if money or resources were not an issue, what would you do? If they were not an issue, 
I would start a charity. Okay, good, good. What would the charity be for? Just any charity? Social causes. Okay. I, uh, I, I love helping people, you know, so poverty alleviation, um, you know, helping women, helping kids, um, helping the elderly, because, um, you know, we, we have to give back, you know, there's, yeah. there's so, so many reasons to give back because you are who you are because of the society you live in. Yeah. Right. So you have to give back. You have to help people um, that aren't as fortunate as you are. Brilliant. Well, Walter, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate your story. And of course, we know that you're con- going to continue to excel, uh, win some more awards, get to that executive uh, rankings. Uh, because again, as I said, you are one of those individuals that's made to lead. So we really appreciate you on this. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Made to Lead. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and please share with others. Also take a moment to leave a review as well. This helps us improve and also get discovered by others. You can also support by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Made to Lead Show, and by visiting our website, madetolead.co. If you would like to be featured or know an amazing person of African descent whose story would be inspirational to others, I'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, madetolead.co slash getfeatured, and send us a note. As you continue on your own leadership journey, remember that if you don't spread your wings, you'll never know how high or how far you can fly. So stretch your feathers, because you were made to lead. Music